0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. I want to greatly appreciate you for listening into another episode. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. That is the best way to keep up with us wherever you're listening to this podcast. And also, if you can, leave us a five-star review. That is the best way for people to find us whenever they're looking for gun-related content. And it is still going on. If you leave us a five-star review you just a screenshot that you left us a five-star review and once it hits our show we will send out a little bit of swag for you so steal your fucking friends uh, you know phone download itunes do what you got to do uh leave us a five-star review or if you can uh, just if you got a buddy that listens to podcasts, just tell them about us and you know, tell them to, to listen in. They might like it. Uh, just spread the word, spread the word of the two a lifestyle. To add uh, in real quick,
1: I'll catch you off. The first two people that message Nick about doing the reviews, uh, I will send you a 0% AR lower sticker to add on.
0: you go so more swag to add on to the swag so go ahead and knock that out also if you haven't already go ahead and check out our social medias you can find me everywhere at 2a lifestyle you can find mike at tatcat actual on instagram and just pews for now just pews on facebook and instagram also go ahead and check out our website uh, right now, we are just uh but we will be talking about that later in the podcast that we're going to be getting a new new domain name and all that good stuff. Also, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Everything you guys give us uh, for Patreon, it goes directly back into this podcast. I am I got my Airbnb for SHOT Show. Uh, I'm about to to secure, I should say, damn, uh, I'm about to secure my airline tickets for SHOT Show this week and uh, just checked, double checked, uh, the registration officially opens in mid-October. So looking forward to my first SHOT Show coming up in January. Uh, I think that's it, Mike. Is there is there anything else I'm thinking about that I'm missing?
1: Nothing I can think of.
0: I mean, other than I mean, I really, really hope that SHOT Show does
1: not get canceled again.
0: <laughs> fuck it. If it does, I'm still going. I don't give a fuck. I, I need a vacation.
1: Is it going to be in Vegas again?
0: Uh, it's always in Vegas. It's been in Vegas since the 90s.
1: You're going to want to be careful Only only take a certain amount of cash with you because uh, I had a buddy that just went to Vegas and he's like, yeah, I'm only going to spend like $200 there. He comes back. He's dude, I'm so broke. I can't even afford groceries.
0: Goddamn, yeah. <laughs> does he gotta like lose it all in gambling or what? Yeah, yeah, he lost it all gambling. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like that dude. I he does sports gambling.
1: gambling too. Like, he does sports gambling. It's like, man, didn't you already learn that you aren't supposed to gamble all of your money away? Like, you're supposed to save some so you can at least get some ramen.
0: Yeah, see, like, I'm not even like that way. If I fucking, like, cause we have some Indian casinos here. And I, I've only been to him once and I was like, all right, I'm gonna spend twenty bucks and then after that I'm fucking gone and sure shit. After twenty bucks I left. So I, I just don't don't care too much about that.
1: Yeah, no, I went to a casino one time and you know, I went in there with the twenty dollars my grandma gave it to me for my birthday she's like here if you've never been to a casino she's like, there's one down the street i'm like oh you know i love you grandma thank you i went and i lost every single penny yeah and i've never been back it's like you know what i will lose my ass here
0: yeah absolutely so with that let's go ahead and start getting into the main segment Just give it away, nigga. Bring your All right. In this first segment, of course, we are always going to be talking about the shooting sports on this podcast because that is what we highlight. And the first article comes to us from Ameland, and its title is Federal Shooter Derek Mean wins USPS or USA Trap Shoot." God, USA tra- Shooting Trap Championship. Fuck, it is going to be one of them nights.
1: It's one of a tra- it's a tongue twister, man. It is a tongue twister. I couldn't I'm even tell you. It. Let's see. Sporting Clay's National Shit, sure, wait,
0: where is it? So, uh, I was just reading the yeah. fucking headline.
1: Okay, federal shooter Derek Mine wins USA Shooting Trap. There we go. I can do it.
0: I can yeah, do it. Yeah, but you left out the championship, so. Oh,
1: yeah, I see how I fucked up. There you go. It's normal.
0: <laughs> anyway, he is a 2020 Olympian, and he was defending his title, uh, and he actually won top honors at the U.S. Olympic tra- uh, Trap Championships at the Hillsdale College, uh, September 8th through the 19th. And he ended up continuing uh, qualifying third, uh, and then he ended up shooting 45 out of 50 uh, in the final to win by one bird to claim the national championship. So good job on him. And in the next one, uh, it goes also from Mammoland. Uh It's, you know, title is This Week in Shooting, or This Week on Shooting USA Steel Challenge 2021. So the Steel Shooting 2021 uh, championship is going to be coming up uh, in, let's see. It actually is going to be aired uh, on the Outdoor Channel, and it'll be Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, Pacific, 8 p.m., so be looking out for that. You know, I really did like the Outdoor Channel back when I had cable, and I kind of miss it just for shit like this because they actually did have some good shooting stuff on there. Uh, You know, it's like back in the day, you had the History Channel have some shooting shows, but then they got rid of them, uh, and the Outdoor Channel was the only thing. Do you still got cable, Mike?
1: No, you know what? I haven't had cable since Mediacom in 2007.
0: It's been quite a few years. That is crazy. So you have not had it for that. I mean, I've got rid of it, I think, in 2015 or 2016. Um, and then when my girlfriend moved in with me, we have the Hulu cable. But, of course, it doesn't include uh, the outdoor channel. And when NRA TV was a thing, I had the NRA TV app. Uh, but, of course, that's that's gone tits up and i don't think there's anything now uh app related except for like obviously like youtube is there anything mike that you can think of like if you had like fire stick or roku or anything
1: yeah i mean like i mean eh, no not really i mean like i got fire tv i've got uh i've got hbo max i've got netflix i think those no i got disney too cuz you know mandalorians the shit also the the loki show that that show's fantastic but yeah there's nothing nothing shooting related that i can think of. i think the science channel does have some shooting stuff like i remember they had 22
0: plankster on there at one point if i remember correctly and then like the american military channel or whatever the fuck it's called the military channel
1: oh the one they that have... used to have a uh, mail call yes
0: yes, yes. they'll have some stuff on there i mean it's kind of like boomer shows but being a history nerd i really liked it so i mean that's that's pretty cool They had some good stuff every now and then. Uh, Let's go on into the next article. Uh, Because, I mean, honestly, there there really isn't nothing besides YouTube. And then YouTube, of course, censors the fuck out of things. It's hard for you to find.
1: You know what? I I will say one thing. Um, YouTube has gotten less stringent on the gun content as of late. And I think the only reason for that is, and I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. They're just trying to censor COVID-related content right now. So firearm stuff is kind of taking a back seat. So... If you're having a good a good time on YouTube right now and you make gun content, be prepared for when all this COVID stuff goes away. Because chances are they're going to start attacking the Second
0: Amendment-related channels again afterwards. I, I'm telling you right now, this COVID shit is never going to go to fuck away. I mean, as soon as COVID started going away, they went to Delta. And then my We're girlfriend's... At the
1: move. Oh, We're at the moo. We're at
0: the moo. But the fucking... Uh, my, girlfriend's dad is super fucking liberal i mean like he uh was a union man his entire life like he worked in the state government uh you don't need, need to say anything else. Rep. you've already ruined oh. this man in my eyes <laughs> <laughs> well but see now here's the crazy okay so it's funny so when my parents first met her parents like i and my my dad is like extreme boomer fox news right wing crazy like he just talks crazy shit all the time like i don't even like to go over there without my kids because then he'll just like start talking about politics and i'm like okay i fucking get it you watch fox news 24 7 i get so it so is
1: he like one step below alex jones or is he full-fledged alex jones
0: no he's he's not he's like boomer alex jones so like without all the conspiracy theories he's well, just that's, like,
1: that's kind of unfortunate like that'd be disappointing i'd be like all right i'm gonna listen to what this man says
0: exactly and at, at least conspiracy it's the, yeah. theories would be entertaining <laughs>
1: Exactly. And then, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say something right now. Everyone made fun of Alex Jones about the gay frogs thing, right? Which, I mean, we all know that frogs can kind of change their gender if they need to. But he, he almost called it on point, sort of, but with a different species. Because the Japanese just use soy-based products to change the sex of a catfish. So technically speaking, technically speaking, they did make a gay catfish. Oh my gosh,
0: but <laughs> fucking... So like I mean, and my mom is like a sweet old Southern woman. Like she's just, even though she's not really from the South, like she, we're originally from Texas, but like she, you know, that she's still kind of like got that that Southern roots kind of thing on her. Dude, um,
1: old old sweet Southern women are the best. Uh, honey, see, why are you wearing those raggedy shoes? Let's go get but you see, some here's new here's ones. See, here's
0: the crazy thing is that my mother was like one of two hippies in a small texas town of less than 800 people back in the day like she tells me stories of like her smoking pot like in the 70s and fucking uh uh like she would go into the catholic church in this texas town where they're from and they would steal communion wine and shit because it was a dry county so that was the only place you could get liquor unless you wanted to like go across like county lines uh but like she like ever since she had kids like she just like stopped like she's no longer hippie like that but anywho so like we just warned my parents that like hey you know because like my dad always likes to talk politics he's like if you talk politics just let you know uh my uh you know my fiance uh girlfriend fiance now uh her dad is like super liberal and they're like oh okay uh, uh and then you know told her about my uh, fiance's mother who is kind of a, she's how I don't want to say too much because I told her what this podcast is and she may actually listen, but she's just different in the way to where she's not very sociable. I should say like if you, if you just met her, she could seem stuck up, but she's not really, she's just not very social like that. And then if you put her near, cause her and uh, my girlfriend's dad are divorced. They've been divorced for a really long time and they fucking hate each other's guts My parents been divorced since I was in junior high, but they get along really well. They, they get along pretty well and so like after the first time uh, They met my girlfriend's parents like my dad I guess they forgot it was her dad was the one that was super liberal and just kind of like see, saw her mom as cold and so when they left they're like you could tell my dad was like you could tell he's a good republican and i was like no dad that's the one that's super liberal And he's like what you couldn't tell like do they (laughs) just expect him to have like fucking fork tongues and and shit like that i don't know what it was but it it was just funny as shit i don't even know what the point was mike what were we talking about
1: honestly i have no idea i was just sitting here enjoying this
0: (laughs) it was shit man anyway Uh, The next article is coming to us from Guns.com, and its uh, title is Lawmaker Anti-2A Groups Seek to Form Federal Gun Safety Board. Uh, So what is going on is a California Democrat uh, is obviously allied with national anti-gun groups, has filed a bill in Congress to use taxpayer money to form a government gun policy board based on science. So it is U.S. Representative Mark D. Saulnier, Saulnier? I'm fucking horrible with names. Anyway, uh, he debuted the Gun Safety Board and Research Act. So basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to kind of take that CDC route uh, and form a political science committee. Because obviously the CDC is already wanting to uh, create their own committee on gun violence. They're wanting to create another committee to try and basically make up science because we've already seen now these anti-gun politicians will skew numbers to fit their narratives. Uh, and what they're going to do is they're going to try and come up with statistics to make guns seem like an epidemic. And obviously, like we were just talking about with COVID, I mean – epidemics are the hot button words and they yeah, are going the to use yes science for, for science for science so they're going to be the using, yep they're going to be using that to try and use the justification to pass some sort of gun control so be on the lookout for that i don't really see i mean it could possibly pass in the house uh but i don't see it getting past the senate just because of the fact that the senate is still kind of more even uh and re- you know returns to political parties, or political biases, whatever you may want to call it. Yeah, and I mean, the thing, like, the,
1: the funny thing is here that they're trying to say, oh, well, we're going to make it, you know, it, it, obviously it's politically oriented. You can't, <laughs> you can't mix science and politics and get good science from it. You know, we learned that from Al Gore. You know, majority of the fucking studies that were used in is inconvenient, sure, if we're bought and paid for. Did I ever tell you how it, I
0: met Al Gore one time?
1: No, Did you?
0: He is a cunt. He Did you, just, I'm
1: surprised you didn't punch him.
0: Oh, I had to, I, I couldn't punch him because I was on a security detail. Uh, mm. He came into the jurisdiction where I was working, and uh, he you could tell he was just fake as shit. Like, he just pulled out a pair of Wranglers that they probably just bought uh, from a local store, and he put them on, and he had, like, these brand-new cowboy boots that, again, they probably just got, so that way he could be look like a hard-working person. That's not very green of him to do. Oh, well, he didn't give a shit. They were all in big-ass SUVs. He had, like, a whole entourage. It was, like, a group of five or six SUVs uh, that were, you know, strolling along, uh, you know, trolling around my jurisdiction to to try and, you know, pander people and all that kind of stuff. And I had to be on his protection detail in the county, and he just was a cunt. I don't doubt it. Well, no, so,
1: I mean, like, again, not to cut you off, I apologize. I might no, be doing but, that quite a bit. Um, but My favorite part here is with this the and this really goes to show that the liberals and the democrats really don't give a shit about science or uh factual numbers because the cdc has already come out and stated you know firearms are used defensively 10 times plus more than they're used to kill people in the united states but nobody cares about you know specifically on one side of the aisle they really don't care about that and you know, them trying to come up with this thing, this this you know, science based approach really shows that they don't care about what the evidence is or was. And if they come out and say that firearms aren't used defensively in any capacity or anywhere near as what the CDC came out came out and stated, you know, a couple decades ago, it's full of shit.
0: Exactly. Know? And then not only that, you we all know the majority of firearms deaths are suicides. So I mean we've all Everybody has always said is a mental health problem because if you are that mentally disturbed to go out and take innocent lives, uh, and then of course most people take their own lives with firearms. That's what the majority of gun deaths are from. It is a mental health problem. And I know I'm probably I might get some flack from saying this, but Ronald Reagan's a cunt. Uh that's the reason why we have you know, we've always kind of had a mental health problem in this country but he cut off the funding to at least help address mental health in this country uh and you know that's what we really need to be focusing on is the mental health aspect of it
1: yeah i mean we're spending We're it's it's you know when you when you go into the doctor's office they aren't there to treat the symptoms right they're supposed to treat the sickness and right now it seems like what all what all everyone wants to do is treat the symptoms. They aren't wanting to treat the sickness, and part of that sickness is, is mental illness, you know, and we're too busy focusing in on something that isn't the issue because of politics, because of control. And it really just goes to show that the politicians really don't care about the people. Absolutely.
0: Let's go on and get into this next story. The next story comes to us from Daily News, uh, and it kind of goes into it with another story that we're going to be talking about. But its uh, title is NYC Urges U.S. Supreme Court to Uphold Local Gun Control Laws. Now, what this law is in regards to is a law that has been tweaked to try and, you know, the reason that they have been fighting so hard uh, to try and stop this from going to the Supreme Court is because of the fact that the Supreme Court is probably not going to uphold this law. Uh, and basically what it is, it's the New York's uh, handgun carrying uh, law outside of your home, uh, basically stating that you can only carry it from your home to the range or from the gun shop to your home. And that's it. You know, you're not allowed to, to carry a gun out in public, concealed or open carry or nothing. Uh, and we saw this case coming about, uh, I want to say it was the last year, the year before, and basically, what happened was, is the New York City uh, government basically tweaked it to where it made the case moot—not mute, uh, moot—and moot. the Supreme Court, you know, said that hey, this case is no longer valid because they got rid of that law. But really, all they did was just tweak it enough to make that happen. Uh, so now the case has been brought up again, uh, and it's going before the Supreme Court. And what's really interesting is, and kind of the reason why I wanted to bring this case up, is that this is obviously from the New York Daily News. So this is a large left-leaning media uh, organization. And its main target of who they're saying supports this case is the NRA. Uh, now we have said on this podcast, and we have talked about it in agnosium in regards to the NRA and what is going on with it. And you know, the NRA really does not represent. The gun community anymore just because of all the bullshit that wayne lapierre and the board of directors have done in regards to just putting a blind eye in regards to his spending and how that the nra's coffers you know it's it's financial uh you know you know institute you know they're not their institutions but they're their financial coffers i guess you could say this the best word i'm thinking of at the moment is in shambles. Uh I mean the NRA is trying to declare a bankruptcy because, you know, of trying to outmaneuver the New York State Attorney General uh from basically sending certain people to jail uh and completely dissolving the NRA because that is where the NRA's uh charter is still out of New York from when they were created like in eighteen seventy something. Uh they were trying to declare bankruptcy to uh, you know, protect themselves and move their charter to Texas. Um, The bankruptcy court has basically, you know, struck that down. Uh, And actually there was an article from our good friend Ron uh, in the, there is a board of director that has uh, wrote wrote a letter to the New York state attorney general. And I know I'm uh, kind of going this off memory. I don't have the article pulled up, but this board of director is basically stating hey, if you want to, uh, you know, go after Wayne LaPierre and the top, you know, executives of the NRA board of directors, have at it. Uh, We will restructure the NRA. We'll remove them from power and we will get our house in order and make sure because the NRA is a nonprofit, uh, you know, it's supposed to be a nonprofit and, you know, have them, you know, take care of the, the NRA and kind of you know, make sure it's not just a money making scheme for a select few. Now the New York State Attorney General has basically said, you know, we'll keep this as an option, but we're gonna continue going as is. Uh, but going along with that is I want to talk about this next article. And this article is from the Daily Beast and its title is The N R A is Bankrupt, but it still owns America's Gun Agency.
1: Uh, now before before we get ahead. to that one, I do want to mention a couple of things. Um If you think that the New York law about carrying a firearm out of your house is a good one, I just want to – you really need to look into the statistics of everything. You know, like for instance, you would think like on paper, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That will save some lives because people aren't legally allowed to carry a firearm out of their house unless you're going to the range. Well, uh, beside the obvious, you know, criminals don't abide by gun laws. We have—2020 is a prime example of where gun control is going to work and where it isn't going to work or if it's going to work at all because of the lockdown. You know, people were supposed to stay inside unless they were a, quote, essential worker, end quote. And in 2020 in New York City, the amount of shootings from 2019 doubled. You know, according to WSJ.com, New York City had 1,531 shootings in 2020. In 2019, they had 777. With, the, with, with that, the question I have is, and the question that everyone should be asking is, if this law really worked, if it did any modicum of good, why is it that when everyone was supposed to be staying home, we saw double the amount of shooting? Why? And, and the, the the very simple answer is they don't work. You know, the criminals aren't going to abide by gun laws. And it's it's a very a uh, cliche thing to say, I think is the right word for it, but it's a factual statement. Criminals don't abide by laws. That's why they're criminals. And the fact that New York City is going to say, well, this law does so much good, is kind of absurd, because since it's been, you know, input, crime rates haven't dropped. If anything, they've been increasing in 2019 to 2020 shows that, especially in regards to shooting. And with the NRA, you know, I can't really say that they ever, they ever fully... Uh, uh, represented gun owners because since 1934 all they've ever done is sacrifice they've given they've given and they've given you know then for the nfa they were borderline ready to give them handguns too which is very scary to think about especially considering what they're supposed to stand for and then all the things that they have supported over the years
0: well now i will say this one thing about the nra is that the nra that we know you and i growing up is not the same nra that it was in the 80s and 70s, just because of the fact that you know, honest and honestly, even though Wayne Lapierre is a piece of shit, uh, he is the one that drove the NRA to make it such a hardline organization in regards to gun rights for gun owners. You know, before the NRA was just uh, somewhat of an organization in which the you know it was, I guess you could like say maybe say it's a subject matter expert uh you know but now i will say that in regards to what's the uh the 80s gun control bill i'm, I'm thinking i can't think gun of I, the top the 81 where you can't make any more machine guns His amendment Thank you. The Hughes Amendment. Now, the, the Hughes Amendment, yes, that that is on the NRA. Uh, you know, that was kind of around the time when it was starting to become kind of like the hardline organization that we know it as like when it was during Obama's era, uh, you know, where they're saying they're not going to give one inch and, and all this other kind of stuff. Um, just like, you know, the, you know, Democrats and Republicans of the 30s and 40s, you know, wouldn't want uh, you know, integration, you know, obviously now you don't think that the, you know, the same parties, they're the same. It's just new generations kind of taken over. Um, that's a piss poor example in my mind, but, uh, that's just the only thing I can come up with. But it, the point of this article is that the left is now you know, the anti-gunners are in, are starting to see that the NRA is no longer, the powerhouse that it is. And actually in this article, it starts to attack another gun rights organization. It starts, it starts talking about the NSSF, which the NSSF is probably the next best organization that has been around for a long time. They have the members, they have the money and they have the organization that is there to help protect the second amendment. Uh, There are other organizations that are coming out, the GOA, uh, FPC, uh, Second Amendment Foundation, all that kind of stuff, Uh, though they are coming around and they are, you know, slowly picking up the pieces that the NRA is is being kind of chipped off because of Wayne LaPierre and the executives on the board uh, is allowing the NRA to basically wither away. But, uh, you know, it is it's interesting, and I wanted to point this out because the fact that you know, honestly, even though I do want the NRA to try and come back and be the organization that I know it can be, just just like the you know the mission for Ron and save the Second, um, I would like for the NRA to continue to be that punching bag for the gun control advocates because I want to make sure that the organizations that are out there that are really putting in the work uh, can spend their time and focus on doing the work in defending and protecting our current second amendment rights and then eventually get to the point where we can gain more of our second amendment rights back i want to make sure that they're not having to uh you know spend resources and staff and funding uh in trying to defend themselves and whether it be like you know some bullshit lawsuits or maybe some uh you know, whatever the fucking fill in the blank, you, you know, hopefully you're getting my point in what I'm trying to say. And the fact that, you know, I want to make sure that the NRA who seems to be on death's door, knocking on it to is continue to be that punching bag. And you starting to see other organizations, uh, become that target. And like I said, it could be a bad thing, especially for NSSF, because NSSF, is kind of like the NRA for the actual companies uh, in the gun industry. You know, they are, it's kind of like the trade union for them. So that's what, you know, they pay money into the NSSF and the NSSF uh, goes into, you know, pays into lobbyists to make sure that, uh, you know, companies can still continue to operate in you know less free states you know because obviously that is probably something that they've looked into is they could just ban you know we ban ar-15s from this state well just so happens that this company that makes ar-15s is also in that state uh, and we're going to ban them from even manufacturing AR-15s in the state because we want them gone that much. You know that that's the kind of thing that I don't want. I don't I don't want them to stop using the resources for something like that. And I want them to continue to use them for things like stopping David Chipman becoming an ATF uh, nominee. Stop uh, these bullshit gun control bills being passed or introduced in the you know federal uh, legislation uh, and. The fact that the NSSF was mentioned in there, I think is a big thing because it's always been NRA, NRA, NRA. But now you're starting to see other organizations be mentioned,
1: which may be a good thing for them. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, you know, thinking about it, I mean, it it goes to show that they think they've already defeated the NRA. Yep. You know, and maybe that is a good thing because maybe it means that the NRA can, you know, they can take a step out of the spotlight for a minute, recoup their losses, get rid of get rid of uh, Wayne LaPierre and then come back and remain being the punching bag. Yeah. And that would be great.
0: Like I said, it could be a good thing, just because of the fact, especially if uh, what that board of director that we talked about uh, that was, and I saved, uh, or I shared Save the Seconds, post about this. So if you want the article, go check it out on social media or go check out save the second, our good buddy Ron's organization. Uh they do a lot of good stuff there bringing attention to what's going on uh, in the NRA and what the members themselves can do about it. I still got my membership. Um yeah, it's expires next year. I got a 5-year membership last time and it expires next year. Uh and honestly, quite honestly what happens uh this year is probably going to be uh, you know, cause they canceled NRAM in Houston, uh, you know, there has been word that they're not even given vendors their money back and, know, uh, that. yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, they're screwing over all the, the trades people that were supposed to, to work there. And also they're, they're not even, uh, just from kind of what I'm hearing, again, this is not official, this is just kind of word kind of in the interwebs uh, of people in the gun community is that they're not even letting the uh, vendors go inside the uh, convention hall where they were going go to go to get their stuff because, you know, they have to ship all that stuff to, to their spots. Um, I'm not
1: going to say that I know or don't know some one of those vendors or someone that is a associate of one of those vendors and i can or cannot confirm wink wink that that is in fact happening
0: yeah so i mean that, that shit itself is crazy but now they're doing their nram because uh, you know according to the nra bylaws they have to have an annual meeting and they you know did a real shady fucking thing last year in regards to their annual meeting uh and they're having their annual meeting in charlotte and that is actually coming up uh i think this week if i remember correctly and it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I've been keeping up with uh, Frank Tate, uh, his post in regards to it. Uh, so I, I don't know what's going to happen because a lot of members weren't not- a lot of voting members were not notified that the NRA, uh, NRA annual meeting has was moved uh, to Charlotte this week. So yeah, that, I mean know- to be
1: honest, like that's been a problem with the NRA for a few years now. Is their lines of communication with their members, especially their voting members, hasn't been really good. Like I remember. Um, When I went to the NRA, when I went to NRAM in 2019, which I'm still pissed I didn't get to meet Ron. Like, we were chatting. Like, I I knew him by his Facebook page, and we hadn't become friends yet. We were chatting. (laughs) And I didn't get to meet Ron, but he was there. But anyway, anyway, they did not have it clearly labeled where you had to go to vote.
0: Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of shady shit to try and keep people from voting. And, it, and it's fucking stupid. And which, by the way, if you don't know Ron, he's been on the podcast in the past. Uh, he is quite possibly the coolest, nicest guy in the gun community. Tell me I'm wrong, Mike.
1: I, I really can't. I mean, if there's anything that you need help with in terms of firearms or even just needing some life advice, I mean, Ron, is, Ron will do his best to get back to you. I mean, he's a busy guy, so we might miss the message, but he doesn't mean anything bad about it. Absolutely.
0: Like, and, and that's why, you know, uh, Save the Second, I, I talk about them a lot because if Ron is involved in it, I know that the mission itself is pure because Ron is like the the, the coolest guy out there that I know. Yeah.
1: And I mean, and, if you do, if you don't like Save the Second because Rob Pincus is involved in it, I think he's still involved in it. Yeah. But just know that Ron Carter is involved with it. And if Ron Carter is involved in it, it's like you said, it's it's honest.
0: Absolutely. Uh, anyway, let's go on and start getting into the next article, uh, which comes to us from Land. and I thought this was interesting. It states, leaks show the ATF starting to investigate COVID relief fraud. So, may, I,
1: may I summarize this?
0: Absolutely. I, I go ahead.
1: With, okay. So uh, if you haven't uh, heard about this, it's basically the ATF justifying its outrageous budget by becoming the IRS, and that's it summarized. And in full, that's the summary of this article. Basically, the ATF is being turned into the IRS because they
0: have too big of a budget. Uh, that is a little bit oversimplification, so let me just go ahead and expand on that Well, I said simplified, okay. Goddamn. I mean, that <laughs> I was. I didn't like, say
1: how simplified. That was
0: even less than Barney Fife's simplification there, Mike. <laughs> but, hey, hey, I tried hard. <laughs> But the ATF has a financial investigative services division, which is looking at financial crimes uh, centering around the coronavirus aid relief and economic security cares act. So basically what they're going to be doing is they're going to be looking uh, at unemployment insurance, pandemic unemployment assistance, uh, economic impact payments, payment protection programs, which is the infamous PPP program, which I can s- show them a lot of motherfucking people around in this area that fucked around with that and they shouldn't have been uh in the economic inquiry disaster loan program uh they're stating that some of their agents will go and investigate fraud in this uh some inside and outside the atf worry about the bureau's investigations into this they believe that these investigations show mission creep uh, and basically is where the federal government uh, agency strays from its core mission, starts to veer into areas that has not been tasked with by the government. So that is pretty interesting. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see how this is going to work. Uh, The ATF has used these agents in the past retroactively uh, to run background checks on gun owners uh, that are exempt from the required background checks, and the ATF is also uh, tasked untrained uh, I guess like untrained in other areas of the ATF to look into gun running to Mexico, so uh, no shocker there on how it's been so fucked up, uh, you know, fast and furious and all that kind of stuff. You know what? I'll I really tell you, what,
1: feel bad for those like like fuck the ATF first and foremost, but I really do feel bad for those for the in- industry operator or operations investigators being told that they need to investigate the gun running to Mexico, but at the same time, for all we know. What they mean by investigating gun running to Mexico, they mean giving guns to the cartels again.
0: Absolutely. So uh, the next article is kind of paired with another one. Uh, and this is from uh, recoil.com. And it talks about the racist history of gun control. Now, if you haven't already, check out Recoil. I think it is an amazing magazine. Uh, I just got my issue uh, that had the cover of Bonnie Rotten on there. And, uh, you know, when it started mentioning her real name in there, I was like, is this Bonnie Rotten, I guess? Like, you know, I know Bonnie Rotten is not her fucking real name, but like, I had no idea what her real name was. Uh, and if you don't know, Bonnie Rotten is now an actual competitive shooter. Uh, she does three gun among other things. And, uh, she did this, started doing this in the beginning of, uh, COVID, uh, just to kind of get out of the house to do something. Unfortunately, she's associated with Teran Butler. Uh, But she's also an FPC uh, ambassador, Uh, so she uses her social media reach to try and reach out to people uh, in regards to uh, the gun community and gun activities and things like that. But anywho, uh, Recoil uh, came out a couple issues ago with – maj tray and if you don't know who maj tray is he is an amazing dude doing good work out there uh he runs the organization of black guns matter and basically his whole uh his whole deal is to reach out uh into the black community and talk about gun ownership and firearms and things of that nature he actually came uh to my er- not necessarily to my area he came down to mobile and I almost drove down just to, to see him. Uh, and I was talking to him on social media asking him if I could take him out to lunch and stuff like that. But I think like the day, uh, I can't remember if I had to like work all of a sudden that day or if like the day got changed once or tw- like you know to an, a day or two prior or, or you know or after, and I wasn't able to make it down there. Um, anywho. Uh, they did a great in-depth article about how the history of gun control, is racist. And basically, you know, any type of arms control, you know, going dating back to, uh, you know, I think it says uh, the earliest gun control started around the 1500s after a uh, flintlock was used to assassinate a prominent, uh, you know, Lord, Royal, whatever it is. Uh, And then it goes back into talking about gun control in America and how first gun control was meant for the Native Americans because they didn't want the Native Americans to have firearms to, you know, shoot at settlers. And then it goes into the 19th and 20th centuries and how they started having gun control uh, in the 19th century to prevent freed blacks from having uh, guns. And then obviously in the 20th century during the Civil Rights era, uh you know that's when actually california really started getting gun control uh was actually again passed by reagan when he was the governor of california because he didn't want blacks to have access to guns uh during the civil rights era so that kind of ties in with this next article coming to us from annaland and the title of it is shocker most firearm offenses in illinois are for firearms possessions by black men so again what do you think gun control it is? Is it is about control? And more so or not, you know how we've talked in uh, in Mike, you can talk more about this in reference to the war on drugs because, you know, I know how you feel about it more so than I do. Even though I do believe medical marijuana, you know, hell even recreational marijuana let it happen, but you know, the war on drugs was a war on minorities and You know, I was listening to a podcast. uh, It was a Joe Rogan podcast when he was talking about uh, cocaine cowboys and how, you know, the, you know, felony possession of crack was like minuscule to what the felony possession of powder cocaine was because crack was a black drug versus cocaine, powder cocaine being a white drug. Uh, And it's basically the same thing in Illinois. And it says the majority of felony firearm possession convictions in Illinois occur in Cook County, which primarily involve black men. The majority, uh, 52% of felony farms positions in Illinois, uh, involved a class X, two, or three felonies. Uh, 34% was a class four. Uh, it just goes on, breaks down the statistics. Uh, but basically, the stint of it, and I will Barney Fife this, is that the majority of farms convictions in Illinois uh, are of black people. And that's and what it is. more
1: specifically in Cook County. And I do think... I do think that this brings up a very interesting point about gun control, you know, beyond it being uh, based in racism. And that's the fact that today we can see that it isn't only based in racism, but it is actively used as, ra- as as race-based restrictions. If we look at all the areas in the country that have the highest amounts of gun control, you know, Chicago, New York City, uh, uh Baltimore, I believe, has some of their own that are separate from the state. You know, and, and other cities like that, it's very easy to see that there is more gun control where the concentration of black, of the black population is the highest. And I think that really shows that the intent behind gun, gun control is really to prevent the minority populations from becoming armed. What would you think about that, Nick? Well, it looks like Nick has disappeared, but this is something that... You know, everyone should be thinking about a little bit is, is the fact that, you know, like I was saying, all, the most amount of gun control that we see is in areas where there are higher concentrations of minority populations. That's you my know,
0: bad. I, 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 fucking for, I forgot <laughs> to hit the unmute button. I started the whole diatribe and then you started talking. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, I was like, my goddamn internet. Uh, But real quick, I just, I saw, I look, looked this up on Google, demographics, of like And this comes to us from AP News, and this is from August of 2021. So this is a recent statistic, all right? So just guess, Mike. What is the percentage of the black population in Illinois? Just guess. Uh, I'm going to say that it's about 15 to 20%. 13.9%. I was so fucking close. You were close. I'll I'll give it to you. You get a gold star. Uh, And honestly, so, I mean, if the the majority of firearms convictions of Illinois – are of black people, that tells you that this is a control thing. I mean, gun control is racist, fucking period. Yeah, and
1: I mean, and again, you know, it needs to be emphasized that almost all these offenses were in Cook County. And Cook County homes Chicago, and Chicago has the highest black population in the state of Illinois. So the most amount of black people in the entire state live in that
0: city specifically. Yeah, let's see, demographics of Chicago? No? Guess how? And, guess what? Guess what it is in Chicago.
1: What? What is it? Just shy I'm of thirty percent. Just shy of thirty percent.
0: Yep, it's almost fifty percent white.
1: So, so what you're saying? is Well, yeah, no, I think the high, I think the highest concentration of of the black population is in Chicago.
0: Oh, Okay, okay, I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah, no, that's my mistake. And that,
1: yeah, no, and the and the ironic thing is, is shoot, not only does Cook County have the most gun control for the state, but the city of Chicago has its own gun legislation. Yep. So, you know, add all this up together and you're picking up what I'm laying
0: down. I'm picking up what you're laying down, Big Daddy. Hey, I wish my girlfriend would call me that. Uh, Well, what are you, like 5'6", 5'7"? I mean, something like that. Yeah, so you got to maybe on a step stool she can call you Big Daddy. (laughs) But uh, next article comes to us. Anyway, point is gun control is racist next next story and i
1: can grow hair on
0: my head all right you i can too <laughs> just only on the sides of my head but i, I shave it <laughs> okay off. mr burns yeah uh going on into the next story it comes to us from guns.com uh and god damn it you know you brought that up and i'm gonna say like i started losing my hair like straight out of high school so, oh, so you're dr phil it was really, yeah, it was really bad. Uh, but I started, like, buzz-cutting my hair right out of high school, and then I started shaving uh, once I joined, uh, you know, law enforcement. So, anyway, fuck it. It's just I had to, to add that caveat in there. So do you do turtle wax or do you use the kiwi polish? Kiwi. It brings out the shine. Yes. It, it yeah, It helps Helps the sunburn. You know, that's one thing. I always wear a hat just because my bald ass head gets sunburned so bad here in Alabama. Dude, I, that was the worst part when
1: I shaved my head for the first time. It was like the hottest summer Indiana had ever had. I, I so much sunburn. Up. No, I'm being serious. Like yeah, the sunburn that was on the top of my head was insane.
0: Anyway, uh, next story comes to us from the guns.com. Uh, and it is titled California forced to reopen assault weapon registry, uh, pay $151,000 in fees. So now basically what happened is a court order uh, brought up, a, you know, a court order from a case brought up by a guns group uh, states that uh, California has a four month window to register or has announced uh, up the oh, Jesus. Ugh. So, ba- okay. Anyway, trying to break this down simple. So a while back, uh, California opened up a website that says in past a lot that says that everybody has to register their assault weapons or they're going to start prosecuting people. Uh, they, ha- you know, the, the website was janky as shit. Uh, it true government
1: fashion right there.
0: Yep. Crashed multiple times and it was uh, open for just the briefest amount of time. And because it kept crashing, you know, people that were lawful, you know, lawful people that didn't want to go to jail for some bullshit, uh, you know, were trying to register their assault weapons online. But they couldn't. Uh, and this stopped, you know, in 2018. Well, the uh, you know the Department of Justice for California said that they are going to reopen the registry and it's going to be open uh, for approximately four months for people that have legal, uh, you know, quote, unquote, assault weapons in California. And uh, they're going to allow them to register their stuff, and they have to pay 150000 dollars in legal fees to the plaintiffs. Uh, they should
1: have offered Cal- the state of California a plea deal where it was you can either pay you know X amount of money or you just get rid of the law.
0: Yeah, uh, and but I mean I don't know I'm kind of I'm not I don't know this the story is is bittersweet because I obviously want people that are. Uh, law-abiding citizens to do what they feel like they need to do to you know continue to be law-abiding citizens but obviously having to register your weapons registration leads to confiscation and uh you know the fact that they're having to register their stuff is bullshit uh so uh, you know it's a double-edged sword in that aspect and this
1: is why i i
0: push for peaceful noncompliance because if you don't
1: comply they have no power they have no authority
0: yep uh next article uh comes just from guns.com and it, glock snags 15 million dollar u.s army contract uh so glock is going to Look, receive.
1: all i'm gonna say is real quick is i already saw this fucking coming because i already fucking knew that part of the dod was gonna get tired of the p320 and they would not want to deal with it
0: well not even necessarily that you know glock filed all them fucking lawsuits stating that the, uh, modular handgun system, uh, test was unfair and all this other kind of shit. Um, so basically what's going to happen is they're going to order 1500 G17s, 5000 G19s, 2200 G26. Uh, they're going to order some MOS and threaded barrel versions. Uh, so, and basically what they're doing is the option is going to include, uh, night sights or standard sights, uh, metric or standard threads, uh, extended slide stop levers, extended magazine catch, and an all optional maritime spring cups. Now, I wonder what, if
1: they're going to be using the ma- mariners that they had designed for that. uh oh, fuck! I think it's for the Philippine military. They're going to be giving them the mariners, which are basically just Gen Three Nineteens with maritime cups and seventeen-round extended mags. I wonder if they're going to be giving something similar to that. For like uh, to match the Maritime Cup demands,
0: probably. And you know, furthermore, the Marines uh, they selectively fielded the FBI's Glock 19M variant, uh, which is basically a 45. Uh, and you know, base, you know what it is is specialized units so like Rangers, uh, Spec Ops, Psy Ops, all that kind of stuff. They've always had the option to choose their own handguns outside of the standard issued handguns or rifles or whatever it may be uh you know from a select you know whatever is in the armory batch kind of stuff so basically it's just yeah. going to expand uh what is already currently available to those kind of operators uh it's kind of so. funny
1: though like you'd imagine like you would want everyone to have at least the sidearm that that your specialized units are wanting like the guys that are doing all the hard lifting yeah you you know but no, I mean, they're going to go with the P-320. Well, I mean, I think it says something when, you know, these specialized, these these highly decorated units are not wanting anything to do with the P-320. I think that says more than anything else And the military. Sure, the DOD should be taking note and be like, okay, there's something going on here. They aren't going with this, even though, you know, this, this, and this are the case. Maybe we need to reconsider and listen to what they're telling us because, you know, we don't know what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's silliness. It really is.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, everything that the government does is silliness. I think that's what all the news stories have been tonight.
0: Yeah, and speaking of silliness, uh, let's go on into our last article, uh, in regards to the, uh, main segment, and this comes to us from Ameland, and it is Judge Denies Officers Qualified Immunity After Arrest of Lawful Gun Carrier, uh, and this is a whole bunch of fucked up, so... Uh, basically the breakdown of it is this occurred in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and this individual was driving around, uh, Waterbury, Connecticut when the GPS on his phone froze up. So he pulled over to try and fix his phone. Uh, apparently this area is known for prostitution and drugs. So when this officer saw this individual pull over, he conducted a traffic stop, uh, when he made contact uh, he claimed that the officer, uh, was asking for his license, it said screamed at his license, but whatever. Uh, he handed the police officer his license and his gun permit. And he informed the officer that he had legally owned and carry a pistol in the car with him. Uh, the cop grabbed the driver, removed him and put him, you know, detained him. It says threw him on the ground, but we're just going to say detained just because there's three sides to every story. There's the, you know this guy's side the officer side and what really happened uh probably it's a mixture of both i'm just gonna say uh that's my devil's advocate there uh he said that he demanded the officer tell him where the prostitutes or the drugs were located uh he pulled pills out of the driver's pocket which he thought was illicit drugs and then eventually it, what it was is it was nitroglycerin pills for his heart in addition the officer pulled out 320 dollars cash plus a flash drive that contained pictures of the driver's deceased father. Neither the money nor the flash drive has been even returned to the driver yet. So anyway, he was arrested uh, and was, you know, jailed for, you know, lawfully carrying a gun because he had a pistol permit and for the drugs. And now he is suing the officer. The officer is trying to say I have qualified immunity. But the judge said, nope, you fucked up you're going to get sued. So I've decided to throw this in this for numerous reasons. Okay. I am in law enforcement. I think qualified immunity is a good thing just because of the fact that I don't want to get sued by every fucking person that I arrest or write a ticket to, uh, you know, I am, um, you know, whether you believe me or not, I decide to follow the law myself and I don't exceed my boundaries. Now there are certain people that don't know the fucking law and do dumb shit like this. Just because there's qualified immunity does not mean that you have qualified immunity from being a dipshit, which this guy clearly was. You know, every time I find – I mean, I'm not a pharmacist, so anytime I find pills on the street, I automatically call uh, Poison Control, which is a 24-hour, 1-800 number. You describe the pill to them, tell them the color, the shape, numbers, or letters on there, and they'll tell you exactly what it is. So I'm not going to confuse some grandpa's nitroglycerin pills for – you know, some sort of, you know, Molly or Laura Tabs or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And this is the kind of shit that, you know, this guy was clearly a law-abiding, gun-carrying citizen, which he used the gun permit and the gun as his excuse to pull this guy out of the car and then find the pills and then arrest him for all this.
1: Which is kind of ironic using legal – do using a legal – legal action to justify the search like if it's the, legal to do it you have no reason to
0: search because it means i'm acting within the boundaries of the law absolutely and the judge even said in his uh in his re- in his opinion that no reasonable officer could believe probable cause was present according just because he had a gun it did not give the officer the right the way to act the way he did so because of that this officer is going to get sued and this driver, I guarantee you, is going to get paid.
1: Yeah, no, we need to do we need to do a whole podcast just about qualified immunity because I think it's something that is misunderstood by people far and wide, from law enforcement to the civilian world. I think a lot of people misunderstand it.
0: And I tell you what, if you if you want to get rid of qua- officers' qualified immunity, I would be one hundred percent buying it as long as you get rid of qualified immunity for judges and politicians. If you Can do that.
1: Just- I want to get rid of diplomatic immunity first because it's kind of ridiculous that we can have a diplomat from a foreign country come into the United States, murder 10 people, and he will not get charged.
0: It's, yeah. All I can think about is fucking, what was it lethal weapon, three, diplomatic or two. Immunity. immunity? Yep, exactly. So, uh, I thought, yeah, thought that was. A, I, I no he was south african
1: i mean we all know that the germans took over and repopulated and it's basically germany 2.0 minus the nazis
0: i don't think that is correct my, or what my was the dutch was it the thank dutch? you it was the dutch and the the english really really english sound Af- angry when they speak The english actually took over the dutch in the in south africa
1: yeah but then you know the desert fox yeah. uh,
0: that was even great, the wrong part of Africa, my friend.
1: Great, I know, that was in northern okay, Africa. Okay, I was about to say. I was like,
0: goddamn Indiana education.
1: Dude, I still feel like, like, okay, you know, everyone can hate the Nazis as much as they want. What
0: that the man, gonna say?
1: all I'm going to say is the Desert Fox. It wasn't his name, Rommel.
0: Yeah, Erwin Rommel.
1: Yeah, Rommel was a man that wanted to do one thing and one thing only. He wanted to go to war. That was all he wanted to do.
0: And he was and... fucking good at it.
1: He was, the, he was fantastic at it. He did not want to kill people just based on their religion. In fact, he was getting uh, reprimanded for releasing Jews because he found it dishonorable to kill them just based on their religion. And yeah. I do have to say, I do feel bad about how he...
0: Yeah, actually killed himself because he went no, against the Nazi regime. He didn't kill himself. They made him have a heart attack. Whatever. It, he was, he was yes. Clintoned. Yeah, he
1: was Clintoned. He was Clinton. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein. That's shit. <laughs> Isn't that still
0: Clinton? I mean, technically speaking. There you
1: go. Hashtag Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself.
0: Never forget.
1: Hashtag McAfee didn't kill himself.
0: Never forget. The All right, and prompted. with that, that is goddamn dicks out, man. Rest easy, Sweet Prince.
1: <laughs>
0: Ever since he died, everything's gone downhill. <laughs> For real fucking for real man and with that that is going to wrap up the main segment but before we start getting into gun gear news and reviews and the gun culture segment uh me and mike are going to talk about uh mike's this not necessarily uh disappearing act but mike is going to be going through uh some self-improvement for himself uh, mike do you want to announce uh what you're doing
1: Yes. So uh, before anyone gets any ideas, I know I act a little spastic on here, but I swear to God, I'm not doing crack cocaine. I swear to God, I'm not going to rehab. I am not pulling a Britney Spears and shaving my head and getting a tattooed. Although that does sound very appealing. um, I'm actually going to be going back to school to get my bachelor's degree.
0: Going back to college.
1: Yeah, I'm going back to college. I'm pulling a Steve from Blue's Clues. I am going back to fucking college. I'm hopping on that bus. I'm saying bye. And I'm going to return after I do some operator shit over in Afghanistan. Like, hey, shit. I know I kind of just dropped the ball on you and I just left. But I never forgot about you.
0: So with that, uh, Mike is going to be taking a step back from his content creation. Yep. Uh, So Just Pews uh, is going to be going the way of the dodo for now. Yeah, and... for right
1: now, and I mean, the thing is, like, you know, Just Pews might get revived after everything, you know, I mean, I've been doing the gun content stuff since 2015, 2016, and it's kind of, after Tat Cat went down, you know, I started really, you know, and then after doing Just Pews and seeing the results after the last couple of months, it's really been making me think, you know, is there something I need to do before I start trying to do Just Pews, And and the answer to that is, yeah, I need to go back to college, and I need to I need to get mm, reoriented. If that makes get,
0: sense. Get get uh, some 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 education. Get some get yeah. some education.
1: Yeah, I need to get I need to get a better education than the damn stuff that the Indiana schools gave
0: me. Absolutely. And with that, Mike is going to be stepping down from a full time co-host. Now, Mike will be coming back every so often when he gets a chance in coming on uh, as a co-host. But uh, he will not be with to a lifestyle every other week uh, like he has been doing for the last few months. So I don't want nobody to be thinking if Mike's not on that, me and him are pissed at each other or falling out or any other bullshit like that. Yeah, because I mean,
1: me and Nick are still really good friends. Um, you know, there there's no hard feelings either way. You know, I actually call. I had Nick call me earlier today just that so way I could tell him you know what's going on. And uh, like he said, there's no hard feelings. We are having a falling out. We aren't pissed at each other. I, and I, other than you know me telling Nick he can't grow hair on his head. You know, there's Absolutely.
0: nothing going on. Which is exactly. I mean, I. Mike, I got no hard feelings about this whatsoever. There's the reason why I'm doing this podcast every other week uh, is because it's when my, my kids aren't here because they're at the my ex-wife's house Uh, and I am kid free. So I have no distractions. Uh, you know, I don't have kids bothering me every 10 fucking minutes asking for a snack or something to drink or or talking about how one hit the other or anything like that. So I am all for, you know, understanding that you need to work on yourself and make yourself better. Uh, because this is just, you know, like, you know, this isn't a full-time paying job. This is something I do for fun. Uh, this is something that I want to do to, try and give a unique perspective in the gun community uh that's one reason why i like mike on because he gave that different perspective as well uh and let's just, be honest
1: it's because i'm a little bit of a spaz
0: just because you gave that different perspective <laughs> that made me think and there's been times you know when we've done episodes where i was thinking like you know i didn't think about that that made me kind of rethink about it another way it actually changed my opinions a little bit about stuff so you know that's one reason why i like having mike on uh i'm not saying i'm going to replace Mike right away so don't think that uh he's going to be gone and replaced like uh daddy's new girlfriend so
1: let's be honest you aren't going to get a jail anytime soon
0: i know I'm i'm not going to get that so uh you know it might happen i might get somebody else uh eventually uh that would be nice just because i think that the listeners like the back and forth uh you know i definitely like the back and forth myself uh but i would also want to make sure that we could get somebody that is uh you know a constant person like mike has been for the last few months and obviously you know mike obviously whenever he wants you know ready to come back he's more than welcome to come back as a full-time host -host. and if any
1: of you if any of you need to get a hold of me you know i'm going to keep the tech Head actual instagram going um but like the just fuse website uh i'm probably going to keep that domain for a couple of years just to make sure that i you know whether or not i actually want to keep it um but the tech Head actual instagram is going to stay up the JustPews Instagram and the JustPews Facebook pages, though they're going to be going the way of the dodo. And I
0: was wondering, are you going to keep the Discord as well? Um, I'm still debating. Um, a lot
1: of the people that I, I communicate with regularly are in my old D- Discord, Discord server, so I gotcha. yeah, I'm thinking I might keep the Just JustPews Discord server, but it's probably just going. Um, I'm probably just going to get rid of that too. I got gotcha. you.
0: And with that, you know, obviously our stuff was going on to justpews. dot com uh mike is graciously asked uh you know offered to help me rebuild the 2a lifestyle website so we will be creating a uh 2a lifestyle website again and having all of our content on there uh so that way we can make sure that we have a continuation Uh, obviously you'll still get all of our uh podcast on our social media and on your podcast platforms uh but we are going to be getting a 2a lifestyle website so that way we can continue to put our articles up there and and Things of that nature so i uh, want to make sure we put that out there uh mikey anything else to say about that yeah when the
1: when the new 2 A lifestyle website gets launched be sure to sign up for the newsletter because Absolutely. the social media stuff is only temporary you know like we have a good friend freedom Fried father shout out to him um i don't know how that son of a bitch keeps getting banned like every fucking month and he keeps his pages you know i don't know
0: man like and he had what was crazy today, he said he had posts in his uh, creator, like, you know, the schedule to be posted, uh, yeah. but they got deleted before they were even posted.
1: Yeah, I've had that happen. I've also had it happen to where, you know, I'll schedule a post and then I get a ban and then the ban doesn't happen. Or not the ban, the post doesn't happen. And well, then I I'll go I've back in. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then you go in a year later and it's there. It's like, I remember scheduling that. Why didn't he get posted? And I goes, oh, yeah, right. I got banned.
0: Yeah. So, uh, just wanted to throw it out there and, uh, you know, be looking out for, for new things coming.
1: Oh, yeah. And <laughs> you are about to hear me go off on one of these new products that we're about to be talking about.
0: Oh, I can't fucking wait. I cannot. You got me excited. <laughs> you got me excited. So, with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the Gun Gear news and reviews. Says you on All right, the first article product we're going to be talking about uh, is talked about on guns.com And it's the anywhere or the the western rivers mantis pro 400 Now I threw this out here because hunting season is coming up Uh, Hunting is a huge part of the gun community whether you think so or not I mean hunting is how a lot of people get into the gun community Uh, And this is kind of cool, you know, I like to hunt but I fucking hate the cold uh, just like example the other day, I was at my son's soccer practice and my son and my, uh, my girlfriend's son, they're on the same team. And, uh, it was like 60 degrees outside and I went outside cause I just got done, uh, something about me, uh, I'm getting into forging, uh, bladesmithing. Uh, so I, like, I just was in the garage, uh, working on a uh, Tomahawk head. And so like, I was in like sports shorts and, uh, a t-shirt and I had like my apron on, you know, protecting me but then it was like oh time to go so like i just took off my apron and shit turned off everything went uh to soccer practice and it was like 60 something degrees outside i was fucking freezing like i told my girlfriend i was like i gotta get the fuck off this field and go into the car because i'm fucking so cold yeah i uh, remember i had a buddy in high school he worked
1: at uh his dad's steel mill and in the middle of summer it'd be like 90 degrees and he'd be wearing a sweater I'm like dude what's going on he's like, dude i'm by a furnace that's like 200 degrees for hours every day I'm freezing right now.
0: I mean, even before then, like I, st- I just hate the fucking cold. Like I'm serious. I live in Alabama, and during the sum the summer, I would keep my fucking thermostat on eighty degrees, and that fucking is devil. That has changed because my girlfriend lives with me now, uh, but I mean, we fight. Like I fucking, I mean, I will be freezing my balls off inside my own house if it's set below seventy five. I can't stand it.
1: See, I prefer, I, I like I like 68. My girlfriend likes 80. We split the difference, and we keep it at 73 to 74.
0: Fuck that noise. And but in
1: the winter, I win because it saves electricity, and it just gets set at 68. So I'm, you know, I'm super fucking pumped about that. Winter's well, coming.
0: And, oh. and I never understand, like, why in the fuck will you set the damn thermostat, like, at 70 degrees, have the fucking fan on, wind tunnel speed, and you'll be underneath a blanket? Just turn that fucking shit up. God damn! Like it's not that hard. Like why do you? So you just decide to love to paying the power company? I, I never understood that shit. But that's to why. Be I, honest I, with you, it's it's the
1: white noise from the fan. It's the white oh, noise. I, I have to I have to have that noise.
0: I agree. I, I have tinnitus like a motherfucker, and I have to constantly have sound on around me. Uh, that's why I love podcasts, audiobooks, music, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I absolutely understand that. Uh, but that's why I'm not a huge fan of hunting because once it gets cold here. You know, I can only put on so many clothes before I'm not even able to take a good shot because I'm looking like the fucking kid from Christmas vacation.
1: I'm not going to uh, lie, but that is why winter is, is is objectively better than summer. Because in the summer, it can only take off so many layers before Nick knocks on your window and bugs you. But in the winter... <laughs> You can add as many fucking layers as you want to.
0: See, I'm good, man, because like, I carry around this huge-ass water bottle, and I'm constantly, like, sipping water. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping cool. It's all yeah, good. Yeah,
1: but we're both men, and and keeping that water bottle, bottle doesn't air out a certain area. That can get a little musty.
0: Bro, you're wearing the wrong kind of underwear then. Pair of thieves, or den of thieves. Pair of thieves, den of thieves, one of the two. Target sells them. They are fucking amazing. Like, my balls actually get cold. What are the... What's the material? It's, like... Better, it's like the underarm material, but it's better. I'm gonna, I I might try them, but I think I might be allergic. I'm telling you, try them, boss. Like, it is amazing. My girlfriend bought them for me a long time ago, and I eventually got rid of all my underwear and just got those. And I get to, like the long legged ones too that like almost come down to my knees, so like it, it covers like it all down there, and it's amazing. Damn, those are long. It's nice, it is super nice. Granny panties, don't give a fuck
1: do not give a fuck (laughs) uh
0: but anyway so basically what this is it's an electronic game caller uh and these are really interesting now my my only experience with game callers uh it like electric game callers is like i'll download an app on my phone and i'll like save some of the sounds and i'll bring a bluetooth speaker with me to my deer stand or you know wherever i'm hunting coyotes or hogs or whatever the fuck it may be uh just because like these can get kind of pricey. Uh this one right here it does not give I'm sorry it does. Uh it is ooh yeah see this is like 215. So it gets a little pricey. Uh now the sound uh is good for up to 70 yards, I believe is what it's saying. Yeah, set up the system uh, about seventy yards in, in front. So you can actually, you know, set this seventy yards in front of you and then you can press the buttons and call whatever you want and it can come to you know if you have a decoy or, or whatever. Uh so I mean it, it's it's all pretty cool. I, I think this stuff is, is neat and like I said, hunting is a humongous part of the gun community. I don't care what the fuck anybody says. Uh so Do you I wanna just throw that out there. Feds? I don't know.
1: I'm kinda curious now. Do you think your local ATF agent would you know possibly be able to get called him by this? For what?
0: The Tanner
1: night dog that I have out in the I world. knew you
0: I was like, Where's the joke coming in this? Where is the joke? <laughs> I, I did not see it, but there it is. Uh this it wasn't next bad, you gotta admit, that one was was not too bad. I was wondering where you are going with this, and now I know. And I think now that, now that uh, I'm actually on this article, I know what you're about to go off on. Uh, new article uh, from Guns.com. Beretta comes out with the 92X RDO full-size down millimeter. And have at it, Mike. Okay, first of all, I just want to say, <laughs> there are very few things in this world
1: where you cannot make a meme that is funnier than the thing, okay? And the 92X Red Dot Ready... Is one of those things. You cannot make this gun any funnier by putting it in a meme or making memes about it. You look at this gun, if you semi know how optic, you know, a good optics cut and all that fun stuff is, you'll look at this and you will just start laughing. You will laugh your ass off. And there's a whole lot of other stuff going on with this beyond the optics cut that is absolutely comedic. So, starting off with the optics cut. So this is a standard 92X, and they have decided that they're going to do an optic cut. They're doing the optic cut by making two little taps into the slide, um, one behind the other with a little gap in between. And in order to mount the optic, you aren't mounting it in those holes. You're getting a plate that is about half an inch thick that sits over the slide, right? So Beretta, prior had worked with Landon Tactical to make the Elite LTT, which was phenomenal. Everyone thought that was going to be the direction that the company was going to be going in. They thought Beretta, hey, look, they're actually getting active with one of the best premier aftermarket companies for their own guns. And this is going to be fantastic for them. And moving forward, we're going to see some really cool things, and then this shit comes out. And you can clearly tell <laughs> they did not work with Langdon at this because it's terrible. The optics, it's super fucking high. The sights aren't, you know, suppressor high yet, and they're trying to say this is a good gun for duty use, concealed carry use, et cetera, et cetera. And this is where that gets funny. They are labeling it as that while putting a burst fast fire optic on top yes. of their advertisements. <laughs> that is not a duty grade optic at all. In fact, if you're a law enforcement officer and you're using a burst fast fire as your duty optic. Uh, go ahead and hop in your coffin. You know that meme from fucking Spongebob? Yeah, just go ahead and get in. Because that's what's going to... The, the Burris fast fire is going to get you killed to the streets. Shout out to that group and our buddy Cole. Now, getting off the optic thing... Oh, wait. Before we get off the optic thing, the MSRP on this thing is like... I think like $1,100 for that price. For that price, you can go out and you can buy a brand new 92X compact or full size, or even the Centurion if that's your, you know, that's what you want. And you can send it to Langdon to mill the slide for like 352 bucks. By the time you do that, you're actually probably going to be coming in a little under what you're going to find this thing for on the streets. Moving on. Now I'm gonna so,
0: save you there. Hold on, yes. real quick. This article says the MSRP with two 18-shot magazines is 6.99.
1: That is emphatically false because the Beretta website says that it is ten ninety.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. I did I actually um I actually did an article for this for Just Pews when it came out because I couldn't stop laughing at it so hard. Now and is
0: I that actually, the, is that this RDO or is that the uh the A4 or whatever the fuck it is? That is the A4. Okay, so yeah, so, the RDO is okay. a little bit cheaper.
1: Yeah, so if this is a little bit cheaper then okay. It's not as meme worthy, but it's still fi- the the Yeah, the A4 optics is, is still shit. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, with this, e- yeah. even with this, the, the optics cut is shit. It is terrible. Um, Langdon, if if you're listening to this, which I really do hope you are, please, for the love of fucking Christ, come out with something to make this optic cut better. Now, to move on to the next funny thing is, is the fact that they're coming out with a 10-round, a 15-round, and an 18-round magazine option. You can pick which one you get. The reason this is funny is because you know for a fact that the 18-shot magazines, which I'm pretty sure are flush fit No, they're are not. The, they aren't?
0: They're, they stick out just a little bit, kind of like uh, uh, Canix does, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. so just just a hair. So
1: not enough to, to really be considered, you know, like a base plate extension. Yes. So I believe these are the same exact magazine or the same exact design that Metgar came out with, like, 30 fucking years ago for this piece. So Metgar came out with 18-round magazines. They've been making them on their own for so long. And now Beretta is finally adopting them and using them in a pistol that they make. Why didn't they do this, you know, 10 years ago? Why didn't they do it 20 years ago? Why didn't they do it for the M9A3 and the X17, XM17 trials? It doesn't make any sense. And that makes it even funnier because now they're using Metgar magazines, a design that Metgar came up with and having Metgar slap their branding on it, And they're probably going to charge, you know, 10 $20 more per magazine. For someone else's idea. But what else are you going to expect from a company that took 20 years to dovetail their front sight on their primary hand? But yeah, this thing is just a meme, dude. Like, this this gun. And they're trying to say that this, I think, if I remember correctly, on the 92X Red Dot Ready, they're trying to say that it's coming with this, like, improved trigger or something like that. And honestly, I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's probably not any better than the old one unless they went ahead and did a uh, hammer spring changeover
0: interesting so i just wanted to throw this out here real quick uh it is totally not gun gear news and reviews related uh but apparently at the 2021 idpa u.s national championship uh presented by beretta so there we go that's how it sits uh some dude indeed into his leg
1: i mean Probably because Beretta hosted it, and they were probably showing this thing off, and he was probably like, "That is fucking stupid." Forgot to look his gun into the holster, and indeed, that
0: I mean, to I me, that's just hilarious. Yeah, I mean, look at this. I mean, you're looking at this. Look at this optic. Look at how stupid that looks. It is way. It, I mean, it's really high over the the bore. So I mean, it is I, higher I wonder,
1: than is. Yes. I mean that is that. <laughs> Like you, it, people complain about the Beretta Boraxes, which I mean, reasonably so. They they you know they complain about the two two six axis reasonably so. Now, when you throw an optic on this bad boy, you're looking at the Empire State Building on top of your fucking gun.
0: Yes, I definitely think this could have been hit, like done better. I think
1: they should have they should have just teamed up with Langdon. Langdon has I mean, sure, Langdon's basically. I think they've patented the parts. But I, w- I would doubt that Langdon would be upset with Beretta licensing his patent for a few hundred thousand dollars a year to make a better pistol. Yep. I mean, that's if I was, if, if I was earnest and Beretta came to me and was like, hey, dude, we will cut you a fat check for, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars every year for the rest of your life if you let us use this patent. Or hey, we will buy the entire thing from you for like a mil and a half. If I was earnest, I would have been like, done just put my name on that is peculiar
0: uh going go ahead
1: when you're the oldest firearms manufacturer you tend to get a little overconfident in the (laughs) products you create i mean like like i was saying i mean 20 years to dovetail the front sight 20 years to catch up with everyone and i love the 92 series i don't want anyone to get that twisted i love the 92 series oh come on guys you're slower than a boomer
0: yes way slower than a boomer It, it is bad Beretta, what was it like the the nano and the apx and stuff like that i'm not a huge fan of those i, I just
1: the AP anyone everyone can say that they love the AP, apx as much as they want let me tell you about how i went into Rural king went to go rack the slide with slightly clammy hands from a big super humid outside and i could not get a grip at all on this on that slide i could not rack the slide at all i had to use the Rear sides to racket. That's how yeah. bad those serrations
0: are. Yeah. It, to me, it is like a flashier looking high point, honestly. They're just ugly as fuck. Yeah.
1: Flash. And I mean like on paper on paper I can see where those those serrations would make sense because, you know, instead of making them small and and kind of shallow, you know, they made them protrude a little bit more than, than the industry standard. So I can see the idea, you know, it, your fingers able to fit inside of the grooves, so you should be able to get you know, a good grip on that slide while you're racking it because your fingers are pressing against a wall, but it just doesn't work out in in reality.
0: Yeah. Uh, This next uh, product comes to us from the firearms blog, and it is about bullet safe American made VP3 body armor affordable level 3A. Uh, And honestly, I was up for this until I started looking at a little bit more and i thought this was soft body armor no nah, this is uh, a plate inside what looks like a soft body armor carrier and just i'm not a fan of it anymore i thought I mean, up it was,
1: to up to all, like wait if it says up to 44 magnum does that mean that'll stop no it just says handgun caliber so it's 3a and it's a hard plate and it'll only stop handgun calibers um no
0: yeah and it's msrp is three hundred dollars um gosh man i can't think of it now there's another company uh actually ordered a uh outer vest carrier from them uh god i cannot think of it right now it saved my life they anyway it's much better um i believe we've talked about them before uh but yeah uh, you know i was all for this one is like three hundred dollars soft body armor because soft body armor you know it's obviously a little bit more concealable uh, the way it's cut you give a little bit more protection especially like on your sides and stuff uh but no this is this is just a uh what it what it looks like it is just a plate so it's it's yeah it is is no bueno i don't like yeah, it
1: yeah i mean honestly i mean like i know it's not going to give you the same amount of coverage but i mean for that price you can buy a backpack and then you can get a really good ceramic plate and throw the plate on the front pouch of the backpack or even the back pouch you know your preference
0: yeah and, and it's and it's uh, features is protects against most stab and slash edge blades well if it's a fucking plate it better stop that shit
1: i'm kind of you know if it stops most then i kind of question whether or not it's going to stop a 44 mag
0: yeah seriously yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. You know, fuck that. That's that's not a very good product in my mind. Uh, this, you next know, and product... I thought I thought
1: the 92x RDO was going to be the most meme worthy thing that we were going to talk about. But this is, it. I mean, this is fighting. I mean, this is a viable competitor to the 92x RDO in terms yeah. of meme worthiness. I mean, that I mean, very tight competition tonight.
0: Absolutely. Uh next product is also uh article about it is from the firearms blog and it is the new Brian L Super Duty AR fifteen rifle. Basically, this is a uh with some some uh different you know different parts basically. Uh and it is uh, a super duty rifle. Now I like it because it is very aesthetically pleasing. Uh, it is It
1: is is a beautiful rifle.
0: Yes, it is like ODG everything except for the grip, the stock, the sights, and I don't know if those little uh, handguard rails uh, that, you know, those little attachments come with it, but those are uh, FDE. And then, I mean, it is sexy. It is a very sexy gun. Um, It's only uh, $2,300. I mean, that's
1: not too bad. I mean, especially considering who makes it.
0: Yes. I mean... And I'm sorry, like, I'm just, and I mentioned this in our group chat. I am automatically biased against anything coming from the state of Pennsylvania just because uh, my fucking ex wife came from Pennsylvania. Uh, she was from Pittsburgh. I dated hey, I'm from Pittsburgh. crazy ass, I'm so fucking sorry. Uh, <laughs> I dated this crazy ass chick that was from Philadelphia. And I wrote, and no, I, yeah, you
1: fucked up there.
0: I've I've drove through Pennsylvania to go visit my ex-wife's family in in the Pittsburgh area. And like when I was done, I told her I said, like, fuck this place. I don't care if we run out of gas. We're not stopping until we get to Maryland. I hated that state so much. If you're from Pittsburgh or if you're from Pennsylvania, when
1: you used to flat driving. Pennsylvania is a very intimidating place to drive in.
0: Fuck that. I mean, it's not even that. Just like the people were rude. Uh, yeah, like yes. everybody yes. I know personally, there is crazier than a fucking June bug in January. That should uh, explain a
1: lot about me. Then.
0: Yep. There you go. And uh, so like, I mean, I kind of have like a, uh, a bias against Guysley, and like, I can't remember what it was. It was something in regards to, it was a a gun group where a guy was, was talking shit about Geisley because they canceled his order because his state just passed internet sales tax. And so they were like, you're going to have to like give us 17 more dollars or we're going to have to cancel your order. I don't think the guy like ever responded because he was expecting Geisele to eat the $17. uh, And he was like pissed off. And I was like automatically kind of like, jumping against Geisley just because I had that predisposition against anything from Pennsylvania. Uh, but after listening to the story and finding about the sales tax thing and all that kind of stuff, I was like, eh, I kind of understand. You can't have a successful business if you're just, like, eating $17 here and there. Uh, you know. Well, I mean,
1: to be fair, though, I mean, Botash, Botak, however the fuck you pronounce it, they do eat the sales tax for every order that they, or that they do.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, Geisley, you know, considerably, I think, is a bigger business than that. So, you know... I guess maybe you could say that they could eat the, se- the tax because of that, but, you know, they do more business, so that would be a larger chunk of their profit. You know, just being the capitalist that I am, uh, you know, just thinking of that. Anyway, so this is, like, a lot of guysly stuff into this, but Brownells kind of puts their own twist in some of the things. Uh, Basically,
1: is- Brownells went, you know what? The ODG gang is going to love this. We don't really work with them yet, but we need to make oh, this.
0: For- well, and he went, like just both ways like odg gang and fed or is it fde what do they call themselves i call them the fraternal order of fde personally That's it. Yes. yes uh the fraternal order fde i mean this They're is the for frat
1: boys odg are the gangsters then. then you have the purple knights of the round table which i mean i know they have a different name now and then you have the g the g room i'm not gonna say the word say the name because the gray people are so i just fucking said it they're so weird they're basically all from delaware
0: fucking delaware
1: fucking gray people
0: yep uh but this is you know it included a ssa ex lightning bow trigger uh which is a two-stage trigger uh and um that's bet that is the most like the the what am i trying to say the most aesthetically
1: the, pleasing rifle that you've
0: ever seen. It, it's it's it. I mean, it really is. It is sexy as fuck. It is super sexy. Uh, the next product is really weird. Uh, this comes to, I just want to point out as well. I want to say something before we move
1: on and we say Do what it. it is. Okay. Do it. I was telling everyone three years ago. It was my, maybe two years ago, how this is something that I wanted. I wanted a gun and not this particular fashion of gun. Well, the action type In 9mm And I got laughed at I got laughed at by everyone I said this would fucking sell like hotcakes I can't be the only one that wants this Minus well, the fact that it's AR-15 style Take that away And this is what I wanted
0: <laughs> Well uh, basically what it is is a, the modern lever action pcc by british southern company now this actually uh this guy introduced this actually i think about three maybe five years ago he it, it interested a few years back and it's actually an older design the way the the lever action is um and basically like mike said it is based off like an ar-15 platform it takes Glock mags of course um so don't ask yes uh and the lever itself is in line with the grip of the rifle so like if you're looking at an ar-15 rifle and of course um we'll probably have i don't know on these articles mike are you said you're going to keep just pews for a few years so does that mean the site's going to still stay up so if they want to look at the the link
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, what I'm going to do is at least, like, because I have it for a year right now. Okay, Um, cool. Well, at least, uh, yeah. So, what I'm going to do is, like, this will be, this will probably be the last 2A Lifestyle I put all the links together for.
0: Yep. I'll Um, do the rest once you show me what you're doing.
1: Yeah, like, I'm going to make it super easy for you on the next. On your
0: cool website. Deal. Uh so anyway, so you can see this on the Just Pews website for at least Mike, however long he keeps it up. Uh, and then after that you can just Google it yourself. Uh, but from the next episodes we'll have it on the 2a lifestyle.com. Uh but anyway, so the lever is like along the grip of an AR fifteen and you just kick it out. And that ejects the the round, kick it back in, so you're gonna have to like let go of your thumb uh and actually the way the guys holding it in the video there's a little video of the guy shooting it uh his thumb is like you know optimally placed where it's not like you know gripping the actual grip it's just kind of along the side of the receiver uh so I don't know, this is interesting this will be this could be good for people in less free states it's an option
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like 80% of what I wanted. I wanted a 9mm lever action rifle.
0: Yeah, so uh, that's cool stuff. Uh, The next thing is also from the Firearms blog. Walkers introduces the new Atax Sports Earbuds. Now, these are awesome. Uh, Electronic hearing protection is amazing, and it's even way more awesome when you can connect it to your uh, Bluetooth. So, like, you can listen to your phone calls or you can listen to your music all that kind of stuff. Uh, this has a seven and a half hour battery life. Uh, it's got four program settings, uh, universal clear voice, power boost, high frequency boost. Uh, it's got low noise frequency turned on for sound clarity, sound activated compression. It's USB-C charging cable, uh, capable. So, And it also comes with three size foam ear tips. Now, this is basically kind of what I have. I have the uh, silencer. Uh, from walkers which is just the earbuds uh this is the basically like the wrap around the ears with the cord that connects the two which is kind of good because i you know for the longest time that's what i had uh for like you know my personal earbuds for just like everyday use just because you know i when i'm done with it i can just have it kind of hanging around my neck and shit um looking for an msrp though and i do not see it let's check the prices and I'm, if I'm assuming, it's probably gonna be close to like 150 bucks. Um, yeah, I couldn't find
1: an MSRP while I was looking at it, but I think, I think you'd be right to say
0: that. Yeah, because the uh, silencer ones were 200 uh, when they, when I got them. Um, at, well, they're 250 now on uh, Brownells.com, and looking at these, and it is not being very motherfucking cooperative. I can't find it. Anywho. Uh, so if i had to guess knowing walkers they're probably around 150 maybe 200 bucks so but I've, these are cool these are worth it in my opinion um they do a great job of canceling out the uh, the uh hearing uh and they're they're very comfortable um i had worn my bluetooth uh the walker silencers uh for our, like a couple range days uh when i was working range days so like i wore them for at least eight hours uh, except for like an hour lunch break uh the battery life lasted those entire eight hours uh you know so like when i went on lunch i put them back on the charging base because it comes with a cool little charging base uh to it so like when you're not you're done using them you just put them back in there and uh it charges it in there so it's kind of like um if you're familiar with airpods you know you got your little carrying case and you put your airpods in there and that's how it actually charges you just charge the base It's the same thing with these uh so that's pretty cool about it uh and so i just want to throw that out there these are way worth it I, I highly recommend you get them you don't have to have peltors and stuff i have peltors i really like those as well because they're super duty uh but like if i'm just plinking on the range for fun this is what i list, use because i like to listen to my music and then the last uh gun and gear item that we're talking we about have is have the cock
1: ring from strike industries
0: exactly uh it is the bang band mini with new colors and yes. basically all this is is a silicone ring Cochran. that you put on shit why i don't know but i just thought it was funny to throw in here <laughs> i think we just found out why <laughs> i mean i imagine it's that's increased but for i, I cock. bet i bet that's some pretty stiff silicone so you probably ended up cutting off blood, blood flow just saying i mean hey look i mean if you buy strike industries you deserve it Jesus. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I mean,
1: look, <laughs> look, look at their display pictures. Look at the, look at the Glock that they use. They use a Gen 3 Glock. They are so, the company themselves are so fucking broke that they can't afford a Gen 5.
0: Gen 3s are the best in my opinion. Look, I know I'm, gonna
1: I'm not, not going to say yes or no. All I'm going to say is, you know, in, advertise, in advertisements and promotional photos, you want the latest and greatest. Not the old and busted, Right. And here they have the old and busted. And add insult to injury. This is a Gen 3. There is no fucking holster wear. There's no wear on the magwell. There's no wear on the fucking magazines. It all looks pristine.
0: Well, you know, they have to save for these fucking...
1: Well, yeah, but but what I'm going to say is, and, and it all adds up, they are so... One, they are so broke they can't afford a Gen 5. Two, they are so broke they obviously can't afford a holster. And three they are so broke that they're using their own product
0: yeah and with that let's go ahead and wrap up the gun gear news Interviews, reviews get in the gun culture segment and start wrapping the show up i'm mr, God. 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 I'm mr. God. God. body catcher slaughter gang soul snatcher ain't no regular f1 fitted this a fucking rap no caper Street nigga, not a rapper. Hit him a hit a mini, turn to All right, chopper. and the first movie that we're going to be talking about, well, not the first movie, the movie we're going to be talking about today uh, kind of kicked off the whole superhero uh, mega bullshit. Like, I mean, every time there's a new Marvel, you're going to have at least five characters uh, from the Marvel universe, and it's going to be some humongous dramatic thing. Uh, you know, this is kind of what really started. These huge superhero blockbuster movies, uh, you know, that expected to garner, you know, billions of dollars from the international box office, and that is Captain America: Civil War. Uh, now, if you remember, this came out in 2016, uh, and this kind of this to me was the first Avengers movie. I don't give a shit what you say. This is like what brought everybody together, and this kind of what started the, uh, you know, the the Avengers team together. Uh, so. There was a lot of gunplay in this, if you remember. And some of the handguns on there, uh, that was interesting. Obviously, you're going to have Glock. So there's the 17 and 26. Uh, there's your favorite, Mike, the Beretta 92. Uh, HKVP9. Yes. Which uh, is have, trash. You have the uh, the Desert Eagle. Decent. But what I thought was interesting is you also had the Markov PM. Macro. You know what I'm saying. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, uh, you know what?
1: Go ahead. Every single torture test, uh, and not to do a shout-out to Military Arms Channel, but I have to mention them. The tor- torture test that he did on the Makarov was probably my all-time favorite torture test I've ever seen a firearm being subjected to.
0: Yep. Well,
1: That's beyond cool. his KV-13, because he actually put gummy bears in the receiver.
0: <laughs> uh, and then you had a Smith & Wesson 6906, which I think is, is quite cool to to throw those in there. Those are solid guns, man. Solid. I know, guns. but I
1: mean they're still a boomer gun. Let's be honest. Yeah.
0: Everyone everyone
1: makes fun of like Beretta about their their slide mounted decocker, but then they rant and rave about the 16906. It's like it's the same thing, guys. One yep. just has
0: half a slide. <laughs> yep. And then of course you have a bunch of HK MP5s. Uh something interesting is you have a Styr SPP. I was about to mention like that
1: out of everything on this list I think the most interesting one to see popped up was the Steyr SPP.
0: Well, but then you also had a Brueger and Thomet MP9.
1: Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, the MP9 is kind of in right now. You know what I yep. mean? So, yep. I mean, like, I could see. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, the Steyr. Um, what is it again? The Steyr SPP is kind of. More or less, the father of the Br- Brugger and Thoma MP9. If you look yeah. at them, they're very similar, and you can kind of see where B&T kind of took the cue from the SP.
0: Yep. Uh, you also had a uh, Smith and Wesson MP12. I mean, a Keltec KSG. Ooh, uh, yep. <laughs> Burn <laughs> Smith, Burn Smith there. and Wesson. <laughs> hey, hey, that is insulting to Keltec. <laughs> <laughs> God, I just had to get that in there. Um, which I thought was cool cuz I mean, this is about the time they came out and you had every fucking movie like with any kind of futuristic settings, you had a Celtic KSG in it. I think every
1: every show that's tried to be futuristic, there's two very specific guns that they're
0: using. The UMP using, and the KSG.
1: No, not even the uh, It's the uh, the G36. I would say they uh, yeah. no, the G36, the AUG or the KSG.
0: See the OG. I don't think they do that anymore, just because the fact. I mean, that shit was in Die Hard one. So this I mean, is like, true, that is not but very... it's still
1: like I've seen a few like spacey movies that have come out recently.
0: That I've seen them use like to wars yeah.
1: and shit. I've Maybe. seen them use divorce to too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that one's going the way of the dodo, kind of yeah. like I am. But
0: God, why you got to keep bringing up sore subjects?
1: Oh, because that's what I do. I put Jesus. salt in the wound. <laughs>
0: You had a AK-103. Now this I thought was cool is you had a a Galil Mar. You see that?
1: Yeah, I mean like it's basically a Draco Galil. Yeah,
0: well I I just thought it was kind of of cool. I thought yeah I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, A DSA S A 58 O S W, which is basically just like a fancy weird Galil.
1: Mm, I think. Wait, is it?
0: It's kind of. Uh, a I think it's
1: uh, no. I think it's supposed to be after the FAL. I think the SA58 is supposed to be uh, stylized after the
0: FAL. Ah, I see. You're right. You're right. My bad. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's um, I see it's 762 by 51.
1: Yeah. I, like I was like I, you said that. I was like I think that's supposed to be the foul.
0: Yeah. Uh, of course. Here is your HKG36. Different the HKG36 variants.
1: KV. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, whatever those letters mean. I mean, I can't read.
0: Yep. Uh, you had a Daniel Defense M4A1 uh SIG SG 550 uh
1: Isn't that is, the isn't that the one cool? Yeah, I've all like I'm upset that they discontinued the SG 550 and it's mostly because I fell in love with it on Modern Warfare.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh you Aug, there you go again. Uh FN M240, uh M249, uh Browning M2, and then of course the uh RM uh M203, uh MK19, and that's about it. All we need on our
1: cars is a Mark 19, and we will get through traffic so fast. God damn, you have no idea. So fast. Because no you idea. see you see, everyone's like, oh, well, I'll put an M2 on the roof of my car, and cars will get out of my way. No, this is where you're wrong. You're going to shoot the cars, you're going to accidentally kill the person, they aren't going to be able to get out of your way. With the Mark 19, right, you're going to shoot it. And then their car is going to lift up and get out of your way. And then you don't have to worry about
0: it. Or you could have that unlucky turn where it just now stays in your
1: Yeah, this is true. I mean that can always happen, but that's why you're you put a snowplow on the front of your, your Jesus. vehicle.
0: All right, man. Max. <laughs> (laughs) alright with that let's go ahead and start wrapping this bitch up well I want to greatly appreciate you listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast again please if you can uh, leave us a review on iTunes that is the best way for people to find us when they're looking for new gun related content and iTunes is kind of like the bellwether for podcasts Uh, if you leave us a review you will uh, if you leave us a review send us a screenshot and once it hits uh, we will go
1: and maybe click
0: Uh, so that way you can find us whenever there is a new podcast that is released. Also, go ahead and check us out on our social medias. We are everywhere on social media. To a lifestyle, uh, you can check out Mike at Tatcat Actual on Instagram. Uh, just. Give us patience. We'll let you know. It's probably going to be 2alifestyle.com. And when it comes to our new website, also check out our Patreon. Anything you guys give us on Patreon, it goes directly into this podcast. And we are looking at doing an extra show just for our Patreon listeners. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. And, Mike, this is since you are doing a Steve from Blue's Clues on us and you are no longer going to be a full-time co-host for the time being. Do you want to let us out? Yeah, everyone, you know, times
1: are tough right now. I appreciate you listening. I
0: appreciate
1: you guys enjoying having me on this show. Thank you for listening to the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. And remember, keep on living that 2A lifestyle.
0: See you guys in two weeks.